Hi FM, 101.9 megahertz of life. Five minutes past 12 o'clock. Good afternoon. How are you doing? A lovely Thursday afternoon here in Joburg. And are you kidding? Is it the 21st of November already? So the question is, are you speeding up? Or are you slowing down? Like, what does it mean for you? Are you running around trying to get everything done before the end of the year? Or are you starting to say, oh, I see the finish line. I'm starting to slow down. Well, either way, I'm going to say, oh, breathe. It's all we can do. We can just take a lovely deep breath, pause, and bring ourselves back to the moment. <sighs> That's what we're talking about today. We're talking about breathing. You know, when we, when we're born and we take that first breath and we are gifted with this life force, this, this thing that accompanies us our entire lives and that we are so unaware of and we really are unaware of the fact that we are being breathed our entire lives. We only know and become aware of breathing when we don't have it, when we're short of it, when we're difficult, we're finding it difficult to breathe. Then all of a sudden we become aware, but we do remember that when we're younger and we're panicked or we're overexcited or something happens, what do our parents tell us? What does our mom say? Just breathe. Take a deep breath. It's a wonderful thing that really I would say over the last 30 or 40 years here in the Western part of the world, we are awakening to the gift, to the wisdom of breath work. I think in the East with meditation, with yoga, it's very much been a part of their culture. And so people are realizing that there's more to breathing than just living, you know, than just the inhale and the the exhale so that we can exist in this world. There's so much more to it. There's so much magic. There's so much coming home to the present moment awakening. People talk about using breathing for relaxation. People talk about using breathing to get the energy so we can move forward in this world. You know, I can't tell you any of that, but we certainly do have the expert. He is the master of breath work. I've interviewed him a couple of times, and it's always a privilege to have Dan Brule in the studio and to have him in South Africa to be running a whole lot of workshops. We are blessed, um, and we're very lucky to to have him. So, Dan, welcome. Welcome back. Well, I mean, you've been you. back, but welcome back to my world. It's wonderful to be here, really. <clears throat> and and so South Africa is not a strange place for you. No, and why, I, not, and why not? Why not? Hmm. Well, it's been many years that I've been coming here. Each time, it's uh, it's lovely, the familiar, and things keep changing. Mm. So I love passing through, you know, it's like watching a child grow, you know, if you're watching them every day, you don't notice, but if you come and go, you see the changes in between. And so I love returning here at least once a year, if not twice. I loved what you said about the the breath and our relationship to it and how most people don't think about their breathing until they have a problem with it. Mm. And if you think about any relationship, if the only time you gave a relationship any attention is when you had difficulties, imagine how your relationships would work. You know, mm-hmm. you have to feed and you have to fuel relationships and you have to nurture them and you have to develop them. And the breath is one of our most primal relationships. It really is. And uh, it's one of those things you overlook and you underestimate, and it's literally right under your nose. 
And so many of our problems uh, can be uh, remediated, can be helped with breathing. And uh, simple solutions very often uh, turn out to be the most powerful ones. And breathing is uh, sort of the quintessential cliche about obvious, overlooked, underestimated things that are very, very powerful. Mm, so I'm... I'm a missionary for the breath, and I love yeah. <laughs> I love doing my missionary work here in in South Africa because we ha- there's a lot of unique problems here, mm-hmm. and uh, empowerment is so important. And if, if, the more people realize that the inner resources we have, we all know that we have abilities that we haven't tapped. We have abilities, internal abilities that we haven't really accessed, and the breath is a really perfect way to discover explore and develop those inner abilities that we have to cope, to deal with things, to overcome things. And so I'm, I'm just lucky to be doing this work. And, uh, and you know, every day someone else has a huge aha or some problem they were struggling with. They realize, you know, this, this ability to just let go and, um, is so uh, liberating. Mm. Okay, <laughs> let's talk more about the letting go. Let's talk more yeah. about the present moment. Let's talk about this breath, which we all have this incredible, as you say, primal relationship with, very intimate relationship with this this breathing. So we're going to take a, bra- a break. Um, we're going to be back um, and really exploring breath work. So stay with us. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Welcome back. I have the wonderful, the marvelous Dan Brule. He is the breathwork master. He's the global um, teacher of breath mastery. Um, he's written a book, Just Breathe, um, with a foreword by Tony Robbins. In fact, I believe that he's a breath coach um, to Tony Robbins, which that in itself is, is extremely interesting. And Dan is in South Africa. He visits us regularly, and he is going to be facilitating a whole lot of workshops coming up um, this weekend. Um, and so we're really... You know, we're, 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 we're so grateful, Dan, that you've taken time out to mm-hmm. share some of your wisdom and your insights when it comes to breath work. Because when we talk about breath work and, and we talk about how important it is, we all have it. You spoke about we have it in us. You don't have to have a membership. It's not exclusive. It doesn't cost you anything. It's there. It's a gift. We were gifted with it when we when we entered this realm, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So before we get there, though, because, you know, we all breathe. It's there. What woke you up to breath work? Well, you know, breathing is like walking and talking and singing and dancing and cooking. Now, we all can do those things, but obviously, some people can do those things so well (laughs) that, like, I can play the guitar a little bit, but I'd be embarrassed to say that I can play the guitar in some of my, in front of some of my friends who can really play the guitar. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And, um, and so breath is one of those things that can be raised to the level of an art. And, um, and it's amazing that how we can use the breath to develop capacities that we have, intuitive capacities, the ability to cope, uh, to deal with stressful events, um, to use the breath to interrupt patterns that are dysfunctional, uh, to use the breath to empower aspects of ourselves that are, you know, our most resourceful qualities. Um, so the way I teach breathing, we look at, you know, people always ask, well, if, you know, what's the best breathing exercise to do? What's the best breathing technique I could do? And there are so many, thousands of 
breathing techniques and exercises. And I always begin by saying any breathing exercise you do that makes you more conscious, Mm. makes you more aware, Mm. that would be the place to start. Mm -hmm. Because consciousness, awareness, that's one of our essential qualities. You can't take it away. And the more we develop, the more aware we become of our reactions, the more aware we become of our emotions, the more aware we become of our feelings and sensations, the more alive we become, the more uh, fully uh, embodied we become, and the more aware we are of our situation. So I teach breath awareness. The more aware you become of your breath, the more aware you become of everything. The more conscious you are of your breathing, the more conscious you are in general. So so just break that down. Sorry, Dan, I don't want to interrupt your train of thought. But for the person listening going, hang on, I'm breathing now. How is this going to how is this going to make me more conscious and more aware? What's the bridge between breathing without thinking and now it's bringing consciousness to my life? Well, Breathing is like listening to a symphony orchestra, you know. Uh There are so many details. People who appreciate music and just, they become absorbed in the music and you can pick out a flute, you can pick out a little violin piece. And you know, there's just so much, it's so rich, so juicy, you know, real good music. Mm. You know, you can really, and breathing is like that. There are points in the breathing that people have never explored. And how are you breathing in certain moments that might be making things worse? Or um, one of the the lifelong projects I've been involved in is asking this question. If you have reached the peak of your career, if you're in the 1% of any field, financial, musical, medical, engineering, do you breathe better than the average person? Do you breathe different than the average person? Mm, interesting question. Yeah. Do you turn to your breath when the average person would not? Right. Are you more conscious of your breathing? Yeah. Like when you're stuck in traffic. Who who notices how they're breathing? But when your hands are gripped on the steering wheel and you don't realize the tense anxiety state that you're locked into, awareness of the breath in that moment relieves us mm, from I that anxiety so. state. Mm, mm. So becoming conscious of our breathing makes us more conscious of our posture, makes us more conscious of our reactions, of our behaviors. And so that's about personal growth and that's about development. Okay. And, you know, the second thing, like what, so the, the second most important thing about breathing, I think, is learning how to use the breath to relax, to release tension, to uh, release stress and anxiety. Uh, and we have that ability. A lot of the problems we're struggling with, maybe we just need to learn how to let go. And so any breathing practice that allows you to get better at letting go, you know, let go of a point of view in the middle of an argument, like really how important is it? Or let go of a problem, let go of a point of view, let go of a a behavior, a habit. Once you learn how to let go of your breath, you'd be surprised what else you can let go of. You can mm-hmm. let go of fear. You can let go of tension. You can let go of pain. So so breath, that is, it's a very physical action. The inhale and the exhale is far deeper. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it exists in our world on so many other levels besides just keeping us alive. Yeah. Right. And that's what, that's what we're getting to with this. Yeah. It's a natural resource that we have, we've tapped a fraction mm. of its potential enough to maybe just get by. Uh, but when you explore the breath more deeply, you find that it has a lot of benefits and, uh, for just dealing with everyday life or for taking ourselves to the next higher level, our, our, you know, un- unleashing our potential. Mm, love that. Love that. So let's, we're going to get to that part of the unleashing of the potential. Let's mm. look at it on the, on a physiological side, the breathing. As I said, when we were little, if we were overexcited, if we were mm. hyperventilating or what it was, I remember my mother holding my shoulders and looking at me and saying, 
just breathe. <laughs> and there's such a wisdom in that. And we don't even know the wisdom is there. But certainly with the breathing and, and people are talking about this vagus nerve and mm-hmm. stimulating it and then it calms the nervous system down. So for those mm-hmm. people who are just interested in the physiology of what the breathing is doing, mm-hmm. how do we access that to calm ourselves down? We, we seem to be in a, in a state of fight or flight very, very often in our stressful lives. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff trapped in our nervous system. You know, right. every shock, every trauma we've had, you know, every uncomfortable event, we sort of recover, but mm-hmm. maybe we recover 90% or 95%. And then, you know, add that up to a 100, a 1,000 shocks from childhood on. So there's a little residue left of each of those shocks and traumas. Right. And the breath helps clear that stuff from our system so we can think more clearly, we can move more gracefully. And... The physiological benefits are the connected to the immune system and how we can strengthen our immune system through the breath and and uh, avoid diseases and recover more quickly. So that's a very good introduction to a certain Wim Hof. Is it Wim or is it Wim? Yeah. Let, 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 after the break, just on a, <laughs> on a physiological side, when mm-hmm. he talks about changing the inflammation, the acidity in the body, mm-hmm. fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah. We are gifted. We it's are. in us. We can do so much after the break. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. If you have just tuned in, good afternoon and welcome. I'm Nikki Seberini. This is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information and illumination. I have the wonderful Dan Brule, international breathwork teacher in the studio. He's here in South Africa. He's going to be facilitating a whole lot of workshops here and in Cape Town. Also, he's written a book, Just Breathe, Mastering Breathwork. Um, and just before the break, we were talking to the idea that breathing correctly can change the whole physiology of the body, although the picture is so much bigger because of the connection of like mind, body, spirit, breathe, breath work seems to just uh, move through all of those layers. But before the break, um, Dan, so Vim, Vim or Wim, we're not sure, but we know that he likes this radical cold treatment where he immerses himself in cold water. He talks about breathing the vascular system and he's got particular type of breathing and that he can turn with the correct breathing, he can reduce inflammation in the body so it's moving from an acidic body to a more alkaline body Mm. is it as simple as that well yes it is because when you breathe you are when you consciously breathe you are consciously regulating carbon dioxide Mm -hmm. carbon dioxide is an acid so it's it's intimately linked to this ph balance and so you can actually hack into your immune system Hmm. and uh you can get you can get control over so-called physiological processes that we always thought that, well, there's nothing we can do about it. Blood pressure, skin temperature, all kinds of things that you can hack into by regulating your breathing. And Wim is a good example of that because he takes it to an extreme level. Yeah, he does. They bury him in ice up to his <laughs> neck for two hours, and he raises his core temperature Amazing. by a degree. Oh. Inject him with endotoxins, and he has no immune response. Oh. So... That's the evidence of how when you start to play with the power of the breath, how you can start to really manage aspects of ourselves that we think we're victims of, but really we can be masters of. Absolutely. And so when you talk about masters of, and I was looking at the book Just Breathe, and I see the foreword um, is by Tony Robbins, and he said, which I absolutely love, he says that you are known, uh, you're the Bruce Lee (laughs) of breathing. 
Coming from Tony Robbins, you know, he's a go, go, go. He's helped so many people. I've watched him, uh, I watched that documentary, The Guru or whatever it was called. I'm not your guru. It was Mm -hmm. fascinating. But how he gets in the zone, he also immerses himself in the cold water. He goes on this little jumps on the trampoline. So the Mm -hmm. fact that he calls on your expertise to help him, coach him in breath work, how does that help him? A high performer, how Mm -hmm. does breath work help? In high performance. Well, people who are high performers have done so much work on themselves that just a little tweak in some aspect can cause a huge cascade of benefits. Like if you're in the top 10 tennis players of the world, everybody's at the pretty much the same level. So anybody who has even a slight advantage wins the day. Mm -hmm. And so breathing kind of gives us that little extra edge. If you're a high performer, um, you... Every little thing gets parlayed into a very big benefit. And he's a good example of that. And, you know, he's a saint in a suit. And when he learns something, he has to pull somebody into the room and teach it to them immediately. Mm. I love that about mm. him. Mm. And, um, you know, he's a non, he's like the ever ready bunny. He's just nonstop, you know, 20 hour days, days on end. And so you got to be able to make use of, of the time that you do have to reboot to relax, to recover. And breathing gives us that. In a few minutes, you can breathe away what you might need to talk out, you know, in an hour. You Mm -hmm. can breathe it out. You can use your breath to relax very deeply, very quickly, and you can replace several hours of sleep. And you can use the breath to energize yourself when you're exhausted. You don't think you can go another step. You still have 40% energy in your battery. How do you tap that? You tap that with the breath. And so he's somebody who knows to make use of of things that really make a difference, and the breath is there. So, so in your book, just breathe. What 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 are you hoping to achieve? Are you trying to give really everyone access to some of these exercises and ideas? In general, the my the basic synopsis of the basic theme of the book is that all of the great high states and extraordinary abilities that you hear about the yogi masters and these great warriors and these saints and these mystics, that all those abilities and states, the average person can achieve those same things. Mm-hmm. And I'm convinced that the breath is a key to that. Right. Yeah. So... You know, it's not just the very special people who are capable of things. Average people are capable of really extraordinary things. Mm. I think it's such an important message because the wisdom, the everything, it's, we all have it. Yeah. We think we've got to get it from the outside world. And I, and I love that we can go to people who can assist us, mm-hmm. but they're not going to do it for us. It's really going within and we have absolutely everything that we need. So I love that through breath work, mm-hmm. that could be almost a portal. It is. It is. Because when you are, when you're managing your breath, you're managing your energy mm. and you're managing your consciousness. The two most important things are our consciousness and our life force energy. Mm. And when you're playing with the breath, you've got a handle on both of those and you can direct those in the direction that really serves you. Most people have, say, unconscious breathing habits that's making their body think that it's in danger. For example, unconscious breath holding. You know, putting a key in the door, you hold your breath. Uh, trying to remember something, you hold your breath. Uh, when you get upset, you hold your breath. And 
And all those breath-holding moments just jams up our energy, gets, gets us blocked and stuck. And in those moments, we need to get our energy flowing again. We need to let go. We need to get the energy flowing. And when you do that to the breath, everything else starts to flow along. Fall into place. But it starts off with, as you say, a consciousness, an awareness of this moment, the breath. And the breath brings us into this moment because we can only breathe in this moment, right? (laughs) You can't breathe in the past or the future. It's only here now. So I I would have to now introduce mindfulness. Um, that's what everyone's talking about. Um, it's helping so many people. The results are really speaking for themselves. And, and the whole thing with mindfulness is what brings you again into this moment because it's being present in the moment without judgment, purposefully. Mm-hmm. We do it through breath. Yeah. It's, it's that capacity that in the, of the Buddha nature of awareness, mm-hmm. of the witness. Mm-hmm. Just being able to step back from ourselves in certain moments and just observe what you're thinking, what you're feeling, how you're reacting, what are you doing with your body, and just wake up to that because that's those are the things that determine our experience. And if they're unconscious, if they're habitual, um, then maybe it's a good idea to bring some awareness to that because habits are very powerful. And um, we have breathing habits that are either resourceful or not. And so it pays to kind of... Start to notice how you're breathing in certain situations because how you're breathing in certain situations are probably exacerbating the situation Mm. or helping it. And there's no way to know unless you just forget about whatever else you're doing and just for a few minutes just pay attention to your breath and just notice the quality and the speed and the volume and the rate. And it's self-care on a very primal basic level Mm. consciously nurturing yourself with each breath and uh, making use of our imagination you know visualization and you'd be surprised the abilities that we have for example if you have a pain or a tension directing attention and directing breath to that part of the body you start to feel how wow we have natural healing abilities and uh, let's how how far can we go and what's really possible? Maybe I don't need to take pain pills. I can learn to manage my pain through consciousness and breathing and relaxation. And uh, so, hey, empowerment is really important, mm. you know. And just on a very basic level, you are releasing your body of toxins. You're getting oxygen to the body, to the brain. I mean, if you just look at that, what you're doing, and then, as you said, being able to realize that you can heal the body on so many levels. We do live and we kind of brought up thinking that we're problem solvers, Dan. When something's wrong, when it's broken, we're taught to fix it. We're not taught to just sit with it. Mm -hmm. So how does that mentality, that mindset work with... What you described a little bit earlier, when you're feeling something, when something's not working, just become aware of it, breathe into it. How do you get a person who who feels that they need to sort their life out, they need to change things, fix Mm -hmm, it, mm -hmm. to to convince them that breath can help them with that? Well, if I want to solve a problem, it seems natural I would turn to my mind to solve the problem. But if I had a choice to turn to my mind or turn to the source of my mind, well, which would I choose to solve mm. my problem? Mm. So, you know, if if I want to buy something, I could buy it through a middleman, or I could go directly to the manufacturer. Source, yeah. If I if I have the choice, why would I choose a middleman? Why not? Do, and the breath 
is the source of life in us. And when you become more intimate with the breath and more conscious of the breathing, you're getting in touch with the most vital aspects of you. You're getting a direct connection to your creativity, to your problem-solving abilities, to the energy that you need to do the work you need to do. So, you know, it's like plugging yourself into a source of energy. And the breath is that thread that takes us to our source, to the source of our inspiration. Literally, it's not a coincidence that that word inspire, inspiration. And so we're just waking up natural capacities through the breath that we all have. So you're here. You're going to be running these workshops. They're very lucky people who will be attending. Yeah, I think and we're full. I know. We're filled up I know. What can mm-hmm. we say? And there are a whole lot of people who are listening right now saying, I, I want to belong to that club. Like, I, mm. I want to be able to access the breathing. If you buy the book, Just Breathe, it's a good starting point. What would you say to people? We all have breath. We all have it in us. This is what we're saying. This is the message. What's the first step? Well, you guys are lucky because you have an organization, Breathwork Africa, here. Mm. (laughs) And, um, you know, um, a community of people who are exploring the breath and talking about it and practicing and sharing experiences and developing abilities So, you know, the community around breathing is really beautiful. Breathing connects us in a really deep way. When people breathe together, um, well, it's so powerful that the word conspiracy frightens authorities. When people breathe together, a power emerges that can shake nations, you know. (laughs) And so people who breathe together, they connect at the heart level. uh, They connect at an intuitive level. And so the breath is this beautiful connection between people. Literally, it's, a, it's, it's something we share. And once we start sharing the breath, we start to wake into all the other things that we share. And so the breathwork community in Africa is really beautiful. It's growing. It's fruit. It's, it's, I'm really excited because I'm, really? you know, I've been to 60 countries and I'm familiar with the breathing movements in all the countries and, and in Africa, it seems to be one of the leading countries right now. Well, that's incredible. It's beautiful. That's and, wonderful. And I think it's because it's needed. And it's just naturally, it's the tool of our day. You know, breathing is like the Swiss army knife of life. You know, you can use it in so many ways. And so once people get a few skills under their belt, well, it's just so rewarding. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. So you have it. I mean, this is something you've been doing for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. You became aware of it as a young child. Power of breath. Are you are you conscious of your breath all the time? Not all the time, but whenever uh, I, I return to it continuously okay. because it's and, a it's, habit and it becomes now. a habit. I was it becomes say. just a way. You've so mastered instead it. of reacting, somebody steps on my toe or cuts me off in traffic. I take a breath now. Mm-hmm. I, I don't contribute to that mess. Mm-hmm. I don't contribute to the chaos mm-hmm. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, something builds up inside of us and, right. and you can breathe that stuff out mm-hmm. so that you can remain in kind of a, in a peaceful, clear state, regardless of what's happening around mm-hmm. you or regardless of what's happening inside of you. We have this connection to our, our center, to a, a place of awareness where you make choices instead of just reacting. And then you got to clean up a mess afterwards, you know. And I'm sure many people can relate to that. Dan. 
We're all we doing all the best we can. We are. <laughs> We're doing the best we can. So, you know, this is a show um, where we talk to cancer warriors. We talk a lot about mm. cancer. We talk a lot about that diagnosis, walk into the doctor's rooms and you're told. And for many people, well, for most of us, the, the, we talk about the C word, the greatest fear. Let's talk about breathing when you have that kind of a shock diagnosis, when you're going for this traumatic type of treatment. How do we use breathing in these circumstances? Well, it's 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 not always the thing that's happening, but our reaction to the thing. Right. Are we fighting it? Are we resisting it? Are uh, we struggling with it? And to just loosen up in our relationship to traumatic things allows energy to flow, and it makes things more tolerable. You know, we've had lots of people who have found healing resources in themselves through the breath and literally cured themselves, healed themselves mm-hmm. of many illnesses. But if nothing else, we just become more comfortable with the situation, and we're able to find beautiful moments of comfort and pleasure in the middle of anything. I had this beautiful teacher uh, who told me she had, uh, Jean Houston had visited one of the Holocaust museums somewhere, and I forget where, Poland maybe, and she was in a place where they had kept children, and who knows what horrible experiments, and, and just mm. a, I can't even fathom it. Mm. But she said she was walking through that place where these children were kept, and she found that one of the children had drawn a butterfly on the wall. Mm. And I can remember thinking in that moment, what is my problem? If a child in that horrible atmosphere can create something beautiful, what's my problem? And in my everyday mm. life, it's up to me to be able to muster up that ability to create beauty and to find peace and to find moments of joy regardless of what's happening around us. That's an amazing ability we all have. And and if you're dealing with anything really difficult, there's always that potential. We just need to turn to it, be willing to find it, and it eases If nothing else, it eases the burden of what we've got. It may not heal it or make it go away, but we can live with it more peacefully, more joyfully. And we learn to appreciate and take advantage of those beautiful moments that, uh, and maybe that's what some of these crises are like. It's the, the purpose of them is to wake us up to things that we're overlooking and that we're underestimating. Mm, Amazing. And the breath work is. As I said, the portal. That's, and we all have it. We all have, otherwise we wouldn't be here. (laughs) We would not be here. Dan, I don't want to simplify in any way or form the work that you do, the workshops, but I want to give our listeners a something to start to work with, a Mm -hmm. something to walk away with. Are we focusing on belly breathing? Are we focusing on the chest? Is it in the head? What, what, what should we be doing for, you know? I would start with just a simple sigh of relief. You know, a sigh of relief is an inhale that's twice as big as your average breath. So here's this intention to just take in more energy. So I take in an inhale that's twice as big as normal on purpose. And then when I let it go, really let it go. And when you let go of the breath, let go of your shoulders, let go of your jaw, let go of some, you know, so that you're linking the letting go of the breath with the letting go of muscles and tension. And you're linking the inhale with with reminding yourself of something beautiful. Think of your favorite fragrance. Think of your favorite person. Think of your favorite place. And while you're breathing in, take your time and very consciously and deliberately pull in energy Think of something beautiful. 
And when you let go, exaggerate the letting go and let your muscles You'll, melt. I wish so everyone could see breath. what you just did. Mm. <laughs> see, the <laughs> sigh of relief is just, it's not a, it's not a technique. It's not an exercise. It's a natural response. Sure. So don't wait till it comes by itself. Start to invite it on purpose and you might stay ahead of a lot of things. So it's inhaling through the nose, exhaling through the mouth. That's a good technique. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, I just let people do what's comfortable. What's comfortable. Because okay. get, find a way to get pleasure from the breath. And if you can get pleasure from the breath, then that means anytime, anywhere, you have a source of pleasure. Mm-hmm. And that gives you that little extra energy you need to solve a problem, to deal with a thing. Simple sigh of relief done on purpose mm. as a practice. On purpose as a practice. Because very often we sigh when we're feeling a little bit anxious or when we're feeling... <sighs> overwhelmed or we're feeling stressed and here you're consciously saying breathe in think of something wonderful bring the energy into you exhale so you a sigh of relief happens every time we go from pain to no pain or fear to no fear the sigh of relief happens by itself and when you do it on purpose you begin to move yourself from a state of pain or fear or tension to a state of no pain or no fear. It's beautiful. a device. It's beautiful. And it's natural. And you don't need a teacher. You already know how to do it. You just need to do it more consciously, consciously. and exaggerate it. Beautiful. Dan mm-hmm. Brule, thank you so much. This marvelous book just... <laughs> I love it. I love your face when you exhale. Is it available at all bookstores? Do you know? Yes, it should be in online and all good bookstores should have okay. it. Thank Wonderful. You. Thank you. All the best with your workshops. Thank you very much. And please visit us again soon and hopefully in advance so we can let our listeners know so that they get a chance to come along Ah, to these workshops. And go to breathmastery.com and you'll see what's happening where and you can connect to the breathing world through there. And Breathwork Africa. Absolutely. Wonderful. Dan, lovely having you on the show. Thank you. I hope we've inspired some of our listeners to breathe consciously, to connect with this incredible gift Mm -hmm. that we have. And we're going (sighs) to... Take a break. IFM 101.9 megahertz of life. And this is the DL Link Show where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. And as always, you know, on the, the Discovery 947 Joburg race, it is always the hottest day of the year. So on Sunday morning when I woke up and I looked outside and I said, yep, I know it's going to be a scorcher because we know people are cycling. So Team DL Link had a very, very successful run. They put together an incredible team, putting together an incredible kit, raising funds for the DL Link, and very importantly, the riders riding with um, DL Link uh, warriors' names on their backs. So just an uplifting, incredible experience. So uh, we've got two guests um, on the show now um, who are going to be sharing that 947 experience with us. And first of all, I just want to first introduce Reggie Galane. Reggie, welcome. Lovely, lovely to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure to be here. Uh, you know, so this was your third one, right? The absolutely. third 947. Yeah, absolutely. Second one with Dear Link, uh, but my third one. You look great for someone who, in the scorching heat, yeah. cycles around Joburg. But what I love, so, so you, you knew nothing about the Dear Link. 
until the the link between Liberty and, and the deal link last year with the race. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I have raised a couple of races under Liberty's uh, sponsorship, and uh, last year they said to us, "Look, we are joining Deal Link. Uh, that's a great organisation. They are um, racing for people that have had cancer. Let's join them. Let's see what we can do. Let's spread the word about support." And we, me, and a couple of guys joined in. I think there's three of my friends, and mm-hmm. we we joined in and uh, you know since then I don't think that I'll ever look back it's such a it makes such a huge difference to ride for a purpose I mean in the first year that we did the race we were just riding we were just joy riding mm-hmm. but it, it's such a proud moment to have to do this for a purpose so I mean you you yourself have had leukemia so you've had an experience where you've been diagnosed where you've gone through the journey and now you're coming across an organization and their entire purpose is supporting people and their families who are going through that journey. What was that like for you? Absolutely. uh, I don't know. Overwhelming, I must say. Um, It's quite uh, something to to, to, to see a community of people that have, have organized themselves around a, 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 a sketch, you know, uh, that is cancer to try and, and, and just to soothe that pain that families go through. Mm. Um, I, I, having had personal experience in the family, I mean, um, having been diagnosed personally and having to see my dad after me being diagnosed mm. and subsequently pass away uh, from post prostate cancer, um, this particular organization has such strong links, you know, has such um, strong resemblance in my life. And the the people that Dear Link deals with on a daily basis are what I am. And Mm -hmm. and, and for that reason, this this cause is so close to me. Yeah. And so automatically you decided you're going to ride with Team Dear Link this year. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. I mean, Mm -hmm. I brought my family to the stand and said, come meet my white family. You know, come, come. <laughs> so you, you know, we were sitting, we were sitting there, and I was like, "These people that are here understand what we are going through as a family, and if you ever need somebody to talk to, this is the people that you're supposed to talk to. This is where you're going to get your hug. This is go- where you're going to get your understanding. Mm. These are the people that we need to bring closer in order for us to perhaps." even take the message to our own communities yeah. because I think um, what Deal Link is doing as an, organiza- as an organization is quite special, um, bringing um, a community um, to support, you know, um, I mean, when, when, when these issues, um, when, 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 when cancer attacks, it's, it's a personal uh, struggle. But when you realize that your entire community is with you, yeah, it, not it makes it even better, mm. abso- absolutely. And, and, you know, um, they, they say that we can only defeat, you know, the sketch through um, getting to joining our hands and, and, and being together. Mm, so true, Reggie. Yeah. Whose name did you ride in? I rode, um, so I'm a financial advisor, um, so I've been with Liberty for the past 10 years. And um, last year I rode on behalf of my dad. Uh, he was sick before the race when I committed to uh, to ride the race in his name uh, and in his honor. 
and he had passed away uh, a month before the race. We, saw, mm. we rode in his memory. And this year, I did the same. I chose one of my clients uh, who was battling in hospital for, for six months. And a month before the race, he did the same thing. So I rode in his memory again. Uh, sure. Mr. Tawatsotetzi, a, um, a giant, I think, uh, uh, a man that uh, you know I had great respect for. Um, having known him for six years, I think, um, and having seen him through his uh, as his battle in hospital, I was super proud and I said to myself, what am I going to do um, to support this man? And I think that this is the message of, uh, this is the, the dear link message to say, what am I going to do for my community? What are we going to do to make somebody's life better? Mm. Mm. Reggie, you're awesome. Absolutely awesome. Thank you awesome. so much for coming on to Thank the show. Thank you so much. And to, to the next year. To yes. the next year. Absolutely. A quick break and after the break, Alan Miller will be joining us. Hi FM, your station of choice since 2008. Thanks for staying with us on 101.9 Chai FM. Nikki Severini here, the Deal Link Show, where we connect you through insights, information, and illumination. Alan Miller in the studio, Deal Link Angel. Hi, Alan. Hi, how are you? So, um, listen, I'm great. How you're still stand? Well, you're not standing. You're sitting. Did you say you did it twice? I'm afraid I did do it twice. <laughs> and uh, on, on the start How? of the second lap, I was coming through town, and somebody said to me, one of the riders, he looked at me and he said, "Are you doing this for the second time?" Now, have I seen you somewhere before? And, and by that time, it's hot. <laughs> the, the heat's beating down. He says to me, sure. "Listen." I can recommend a good psychologist if you want. So, uh, <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> what time did you start? Started just after six o'clock, six o one. And the first time round took you how long? Just over three hours. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Oh my goodness. We won the bike for about seven and a half hours. And here you are with a smile on your face. Sure. Listen. Looking very good, I might add. You how? Know, how you do it? Incredible. So, um, I have to be honest with you. When things get difficult, when it's hot, when your legs are burning, you look down at that name on your kit and somebody struggling and, and battling with cancer and, you know, that battle on the bike uh, falls away. And then, yeah, uh, it falls away. Isn't it's that incredible, just, yeah. hey? You give the, the, the warrior the power, the warrior gives you the power. That's it. That's People it. talk about that all the time. Ellen, you, you sponsored a logo. Yes, we did. Oh, um, that's so nice. Yeah, look, Dear Link, we came across Dear Link a couple of years ago. My mom's had... Breast cancer twice, unfortunately. Thank mm-hmm. God, at the moment she's clear. Um, and we we come across Dear Link through her. They're an absolutely incredible organisation. A lot of behind the scenes work that just really makes an absolute incredible difference to to the warriors themselves and their families. And there's just small things behind the scenes that just keep keep coming back and 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 offering people hope, uh, hope and strength. And uh, it's the most incredible organisation. They really are angels and. Having having come in contact with them through um, through a warrior, you know, you realise that uh, organisations like that need to be supported. Yeah. And uh, however we manage to support them, whether it's by battling uh, the roads on our bikes or or offering some financial assistance where we can and and giving them some awareness by putting that name on the kit and getting it out there, you know, we try and do whatever we're able to. Mm, wonderful. Wonderful. So was this your second or third year? So it was the Th- third year riding for DL For DL Link. Yeah. But you've ridden many times. I've ridden a couple of times before, yeah. Okay. And you and Reggie, I mean, you gave one another a high five during the break, and it looked like you two knew one another, for, I mean, years and years and years. You said you only met one another in the marquee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you pulled, you pulled up those bonds quite quickly, yeah. <laughs> Coming out of a race, you see each other having gone through the same thing that oh. day. Where, wherever, whatever your history is and wherever you come from in the past, you know, it builds, uh, 
build strong relationships yeah. very quickly. Yeah. And you said uh, that Reggie's cycling, because Reggie didn't volunteer this information. This weekend, for uh, uh, what, what are you doing, Reggie? Um, Van Halen. So it's a, it's a mountain bike race, uh, for 24 hours. So I've it's never. a, re- yeah, yeah, it's a relay, uh, mountain bike race. So it will be four in the team. So you go, you take your 10, you come back, you can rest for some time and give your team member to go around, um, come back and rest, but we're doing it for 24 hours. So 24 hours. Yeah, absolutely. So there, there is no sleep. So basically we are in the bush for 24 hours. There's tents, no electricity, completely free of, um, you know any modernity so we just why? it's just the bikes and the wire okay so the question is why <laughs> for the I, I think it's it, it gets addictive at some point um you know you just want to do one challenge and and the next comes along yeah. alan's looking at you enviously i very, can see this is something so. he's going to do you can use the psychologist yeah. that alan's going to use you'll pass him on alan, you know but reggie's quite right it yeah. becomes addictive at yes. some point i mean we I started riding 94.7 probably six, eight years ago. It started, I went to get my son a bike and uh, my wife gave me, gave me a look when I came home with one for myself. And, uh, then you, did she know? Yeah, exactly. And then you ride around the park and you feel great. And then that leads to doing a 94.7, mm. which leads to doing a small triathlon here. And then you end up riding August and you end up riding, uh, doing Ironman and running Comrades. It's a whole shift and it's in a, your life. It's a very complete much so. shift, a very, very healthy so. shift. Part of a community. You get to do things with the DL link, as you say, a higher purpose. You get exactly. to meet incredible people. I love it. If we can get more and more people on board this way of healthy living, connected living. Love it, guys. Thank you. Very much so. Thank you very much. You're, and you're and uh, thanks to, to DL link. They're an incredible organization. If, Anybody that's looking at getting getting uh, more healthy, they've got the Jerusalem Marathon coming up early next year. Yeah, well, listen, he's doing your job. Yeah. We've got <laughs> Colleen Flower. She she does all the marketing, and and um, I think Alan just got a job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Alan. Uh, Colleen, how are you? I'm well, thanks. And you, Nikki? Oh, lovely, Jeff. We don't often have you on the show. No, not so often. It's rather good. How was the race? The day was amazing. Uh-huh. Um, Obviously, lots of prep from our side, and the weather wasn't too bad, you know, thank God, because last year it was, was yeah. terrible. It was really bad. So um, all in all, it was a lovely day, um, and I'm sure that the riders enjoyed the little haven they had after the race because it's just long. And, yeah, we very much and, did. Thank um, you. Yeah. you know, so we, we had... Uh, a bride there and we oh, had nice. drinks. Oh, lovely. We had lovely. some massages this year again. So we had. <laughs> That'll keep them coming um, back. I'll yes. even do it for a massage. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, um, what, what I'd like to say today is a huge thank you, um, to all our sponsors mm-hmm. and, um, some of the sponsors that sponsored our shirt. I'm just going to mention their names is Presto Electrical. Domains, Monty Miller Associates, MMA, that's Alan Miller, uh, Bennett's, and Ebsphere. And, um, you know, without the sponsors and without the riders and, and the sponsorship that we get, we won't be able to put on what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just a special mention to the runners that raised over 10,000 Rand. Um, we've got Darren Katz, David Sachs, Edgar Mulwood, David Alsfine, Lon Schneider, Martin Smukler, and Moshi Amolis. 
Um, Fantastic. And then also special thanks again to Moshi, um, you know, who initiated this race and, and started it. And yeah, just a huge thank you. And um, just to create awareness that we are starting to recruit runners for the <laughs> Jerusalem Marathon. <laughs> I'm looking over to Reggie and Ellen. Are we riders or runners, guys? We're not sure. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've tried. I've tried to recruit. They can be turned. They yes, can be turned. Yes. So should people get involved in touch with you if they want to? So it will be. It's already up on our website. Okay. Um, we will be doing a show next week on the Jerusalem Marathon to create awareness. And yeah, and as you know, it's an amazing experience. Indeed it is. Yes. So start planning, start getting ready for the time of your life. Colleen, lovely having you on the show. Thank you so much for having me, Oh, Nikki. thank you, Thanks. Reggie, Ellen. Great having you on the show. Thank you so much. And thank you for tuning in. Have you enjoyed it? Did you learn about breathing, the incredible magic of breathing, and then, of course, getting you ready for the Jerusalem Marathon? It's just around the corner. From me, Nikki Seberini, until next week, you take care. Bye-bye. <laughs>